0: It is is Coast to Coast AM, and I'm Art Bell. Hello there. Oh, what a night we're going to have tonight. I have a number of announcements for you. The first and probably most important being that next hour, I'm going to, I'm absolutely going to blow your mind. I mean, I'm going to blow your mind. You may recall Ed Dames on the program uh, two or three weeks ago,
1: And you may recall that Ed Dames said that as a fun project,
0: he looked at the phenomenon of rods. You remember rods? You remember Jose Escamilla? And rods... Uh, Jose has been investigating rods now for a long time. What the hell are rods, you're saying? Well, you're going to find out tonight. Uh, Better than that, if you have a computer... Uh, You better get busy because I, just prior to airtime, I watched the videotape that Jose Escamilla sent me on Rods, and I must tell you, it blew my mind. Ed Dames looked at Rods and said, Hey Art, I was shocked. I looked at Rods, and Rods are a life form coexisting with us on the planet. That was Ed Dames. And that's exactly what Joseas Camellia has been saying for a long time. These strange, strange creatures, and I am convinced they are creatures, can be seen in, the, in an 11-minute videotape, which Joseas Camellia has um, supplied to me. Now, as you know, we have real video, or streaming video, on the web, which means... If you go to my website and you download the free, F-R-E-E, free G2 player, and then come back to my website and click on streaming video, you will see me doing the show live. Well, guess what else I can do? I can run videotapes. Now, of course, I call it Almost TV. It is the brainchild of Intel Corporation and distributed by Broadcast.com two brilliant companies, and tonight, when Jose comes on the air, I'm going to begin running this video on that channel, a streaming video, and I'm going to run it again and again so you can see exactly what it is we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coexisting on this planet with another life form, and we have the proof. Jose Escamilla has the proof, and tonight, if you're able to get... That's why I'm saying. If you don't have G2 yet in your computer, scurry on up to my website and download it. Get it installed, because next hour, we're going to begin playing the Rods video as we tell everybody else on the radio about Rods. We're going to be providing the visual proof. And it is a mind blower. I mean, nothing short of a mind blower. My wife's out there with me tonight going, holy smokes, only... It wasn't smokes, as we watched. So that's coming up next hour. You don't want to miss it. Let's see. What's in the news tonight? Here is Jose Escamilla. Jose, welcome to the program.
2: Hello, Art. How are you?
0: I'm fine. Where are you, Jose? I'm
2: here in Van Nuys, California. Van Nuys. I moved here uh, in January. Okay. From Denver, and uh, it's good to be back home, basically.
0: Well, it's good to have you here. Uh, Jose... Before airtime, I sat down with my wife, Ramona, and I watched the Rod's videotape, and my jaw hit the floor. From the early days of your research to what you have now produced, and the evidence you now have, is unblinking believable. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. We're going to have to... I guess start from the beginning because you've got to, um, though many may have heard you in your prior appearances, it's been a long time and I've probably got about 200 more affiliates than I did then. So... and That's great. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, so if you would, Jose, how did you stumble into what we call Rods?
2: Okay, back in 1994, March 5th, 1994, I was in Roswell, New Mexico visiting my mom and my sister who still reside there. I I originally grew up in Roswell, and uh, I've lived in Los Angeles for 20 years, worked in the entertainment business as a film and video editor. And, you know, after the Northridge earthquake, I went home to see my mom and my little sister, you know, and uh, March 5th, 1994, uh, I get a phone call from Midway, New Mexico, which is nine miles south of Roswell, Mm -hmm. and they tell me there's UFO activity out there. So I bring the video camera, and I film 16 minutes of what I thought would be the only UFO experience I would ever have. And, um, you know, being a film and video editor, I can tell you that, uh, when, uh, I mean, I saw the UFOs there in the first place, you know, with the naked eye. Right. And, you know, I started looking at the footage frame by frame, and I go, man, this is amazing. This is the first time i would ever been involved in anything like this. <laughs> so I was back there on, on Saturday, uh, March 19th, and it was about 2 in the afternoon. And uh, I started filming again, you know, making a uh, promo for hard copies, what it was. I was making a promo trying to show what happened on March 5th and something passed by and I could see it in the viewfinder I kept thinking and you can hear me verbalize on the original video I I said that's a bug that's a bird that's a bug things were zipping by that I could detect in the viewfinder when I started looking at the video uh, and started queuing the video up to make this promo I noticed that there was something that flew by that looked like a snake in the sky and I go well you know that must have been an insect but then I had an insect that passed by, and then a bird, and then this thing that looked like a serpent, you know, a snake coming from across the road. And I go, well, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense here. Here's an insect. Here's a bird. What the heck is this, you know? So after that, I started uh, making sure that I was actually capturing something that was definitely not known, you know, by normal means. I mean, I, I can tell you what an insect looks like or a bird. These things were like flying snakes, so you know, it intrigued me enough to where I started doing tests and creating protocols. and Okay, that was the early... Jose, that, that I
0: want to interrupt. That was the earliest you saw was something that you would equate to a flying snake?
2: Right, exactly. It, looked, it had the movement of a serpent in the sky. A
0: serpent in the sky.
2: Which I'd never seen before, you know.
0: Now, these are not things that we see with our naked eye or... or. Oh, they
2: are. You can definitely see them with a the naked eye once you, once you know they exist and once you know what they look like. You can definitely see them. As a matter of fact, people have probably seen them all along. They've just filtered them out as insects.
0: You see them in your peripheral vision, don't you?
2: Right. In your eye peripheral or if you've ever seen something that passed in front of your face so fast and, and you automatically think it was an insect or a bird, but then, when you look in the direction that it traveled, and there's nothing there, or you dismiss it, or,
0: or you dismiss it as an artifact of your own eye. In other words, uh, we we all have seen little weird things that our eyes seem to see, floating things. Exactly. But it's not that, is it? It's, no. It's rods. There
2: are things among us, man, and and, there, and after the five years of uh, research that we've done on these things, and you've got the footage. We, uh, we know they're in our oceans, they're in our skies, and they are in our homes. And it's just an amazing thing that exists among us that we need to address because it's a living entity of some kind that needs to be further studied were,
0: were you surprised, Jose, when uh, Ed Dames came on the program? I'm sure that it filtered back to you that he had come on the program. And out of the blue, I had not asked him to look at rods. He uh-huh. did it all on his own.
2: Yeah, he, and, and you know, I, I'm... I got tons of emails, you know, the following day saying hey bet you Ed did. Dames, <laughs> <laughs> Ed Dames said on our bell last night that he uh had uh, you know, remote viewed rods and that he definitely knew how to, you know, how to bring him in and things like this. I I don't know the full story.
0: Well what he said was even more um direct than that. He said rods are are a living uh, are an actual living organism coexisting with us on the planet wow. which is exactly Exactly what you have always said to me, Jose. Yes. So I contacted you and I said, "God, we got to do another show." Yeah. And then you supplied me with this videotape, and it blew my mind. Um, I mean, now now these rods that you've that you've uh, shown on the videotape and that are available on your website for those okay. who don't have streaming video, you can go to uh, uh, Jose's uh, website. Uh, just go down uh, to my, Jose's name, Jose Escamilla, as a guest on my program. Click, and you'll see some high definition. Photographs and I think even moving video on your website. Is that
2: correct? Yeah, I've set up a real video uh, archives. It's called the Rods uh, Research Archives that uh, they can tune in. And, and, you know, as long as they have real video, they, streaming video, they can see clips from the old days up to now, you know?
0: All right. Let's see what we know about Rods. How fast do Rods move?
2: Okay. At first, we thought they were moving in the thousands and thousands of miles per hour, but... After we've uh, done our research, we found that small rods, anywhere from four inches up to maybe four feet in length, they travel probably in the hundreds of miles per hour. We're talking, I think, at the most, maybe 150, 200 miles an hour.
0: And they occasionally slow down uh, even slower than that and occasionally even hover, don't they?
2: Exactly. We just got footage when I was in Mexicali, Mexico in April we got footage of two rods that actually stop for an instant, and then they take off, and they actually hover. And you saw the footage.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm running it right now on streaming video. Yeah,
2: I mean, video. It's, it's incredible. We finally know more things about these things than we did, before. you know, five years ago. Five years ago, I thought these things were alien probes or interdimensional craft and what have you. You know, we, I just had no clue. But uh, I've been educated, you know, the last five years, and, I, and I've had a good team of people with me. Uh, Jim Peters, who uh, is an uh, Army specialist with computers, and also Ken Schwartz, who jumped on with us uh, last year. He's a biologist and a professor. And Dr. Jack Katcher, who's a professor of physics out of Nebraska. They've been real integral in helping us research this phenomenon like never before. And I'm just totally blown away, Art, man. you know I'm totally blown away. What do uh, I say?
0: Now, the rods that you've been uh, capturing of late... Uh, have taken on a very... uh, There appear to be two different kinds of rods, or maybe there aren't. There's rods that look just exactly like what it sounds, a rod, a straight rod, or even one that curls a little bit as it moves. But then we've got these newer rods that... Can you describe the, the, uh, the shape of them and how they apparently move?
2: Well, you know, we we used to think that these things flew, and they had tiny little wings along the torso that propelled them. Mm-hmm. And you know, we or well, we thought they were uh, globes of energy, because you know, some of them we thought they were actual craft. But sure. uh, you know, it, we found out that it, they they possess an undulatory membrane uh, that runs along both sides of the torso and undulates much like the membrane of a cuttlefish. In the ocean, huh. and these things—that's the way they pro- seem to propel themselves. And I've given up the notion that they fly through the air. I say now they swim through the air. Because they of the swip. undulatory wave fins. They I mean, swim different. through
0: the air. In other words, it, it, yeah, like a cuttlefish. It's kind of like they have little. Um, what, what would you call those things? Uh,
2: the, they're called undulatory wave fins. It's a membrane that. Um, I, you know, it's a propulsion membrane. I mean, uh, they, it's it's a real thin, translucent membrane that uh, actually creates the undulations. And it, it, it's common in some fish that uh, don't use their regular fins or the bodies to swim with. It's a, it's a very strange feature, but uh, man, it works. <laughs> you know.
0: Uh, you've got an awful lot of research behind you now, mm-hmm. so. You want to venture a guess? What the hell are these, Jose?
2: Gee, I, I, you know, I'm back to where I was back in 94. I don't have the, the clearest notion as to what they are. I just know that it's a living entity, life form of some kind that has the ability to traverse traverse both mediums of liquids, and I'm talking the ocean and the sky. I mean, it's a, it, it has the ability to traverse both easily, Uh, without any effort, you
0: know? In other words, they can go through things.
2: They can go through through the water, emerge into the ocean, come out of the ocean, and I don't know, they're just an incredible, incredible creature of some kind, unlike any other thing on the planet. And
0: they can also apparently uh, go into the Earth and emerge from the Earth, and they can apparently go through human beings and do so on a fairly regular basis. In fact, actually, they seem... In some cases, attracted to human beings, or do you think that's just an artifact of the fact that when we're taking video, we're frequently taking it of human beings, so we see it near them?
2: Yeah, I think I don't think they go through them per se because I, I've investigated that one shot of of what we thought that this one rod went through the woman's head. Remember yes. that shot? Yeah, uh, of course. Okay, well I was with Barry Conrad uh, last night and. I looked at the master footage, and the rod object does not penetrate her head. What it does, it goes in front of her face.
0: Okay, it's that, in front of them.
2: Yeah, it's so translucent that you can't really see it right in front of her right eye. So it just makes a pass. And uh, I think on the, on the footage uh, that I sent you last year from the smoking gun video, there was a rod that went right at a uh, jumper that was jumping in. Right. It made an evasive maneuver to avoid contact with him. And then I sent you the footage that you have now of the little mariachi, the little boy dressed as a mariachi. Yes. This rod goes around the waist of the mariachi. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You can see it on the screen. Around him. And, you know, the little boy is singing, and he raises his right hand just in time for the rod to pass around him without hitting him. I mean, how that rod knew to fly at that such velocity, Dr. Jack Kasher felt it was flying close to 95, maybe 100 miles an hour. Okay, for it to be able to maneuver around the little boy's waist without striking his right hand, I mean, that was, that's incredible.
0: Well, of course, in the beginning uh, of your research, a lot
2: of people said these are either birds or insects, correct? And that's exactly true. I mean, uh, Mufon from Arizona, I remember when I was on your show the first time in 96, they said, uh, you know, what Jose Escamilla's got here, nothing but insects, you know, but... You know, people have to realize, when I first jumped in on a, on this investigation, I thought they were insects and birds, too. It wasn't until I started uh, using my professional, you know, ability at looking at video and film in different perspectives that I realized, look, here's an insect, here's a bird, what the heck is this? And that's where it started changing for me, you know, and I'm telling you, uh, you know, our, right now, uh, the way the investigations have gone now, we've eliminated all the possibilities. I know. I mean, even Philip Class, I mean, okay, he did not even debunk us last year when we did the presentation at the symposium.
0: Philip Class, uh, in fact, took notice and said, Oh my, very interesting, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he said, He said, Look, um, it's definitely not a hoax. He said, If it is a hoax, he definitely fooled me, you know? and you know mr mr class you for know for phil
0: class for phil class that's like an
2: an endorsement mhm <laughs> believe me it it, is. I, mean, I know phil <laughs> that's the first time that he's ever not debunked something instead he said i'd like to see further evidence in... Look, we do too.
0: Okay, well, that's what we've got, further evidence. And uh, we're running it on streaming video right now. I'm going to continue to run it again and again so you can see it. All you need is a G2 player. Go to my website, click on streaming video, and sit there and experience the wonderment. Something is living with us, folks. And we have the evidence. Another life form is living with us, and we didn't even know it. This is Coast to Coast AM. I am going to ask, uh, now we are running this video again and again on the streaming video, so when we begin to take calls, which is going to be a a while yet, I'm going to ask only those that have seen the video or been able to go to uh, Jose Escamilla's website and see the moving video there, call in. Uh, because you are going to have comments that I think are going to be of great value to the rest of the audience. Seeing is believing. And when you see this video, I, again, I guarantee it will blow your mind. So if you want to send me email or a fax and you've seen it in the streaming video, please, by all means, render your comments up. But when we do open the lines, we will restrict the lines to those who have seen the video so that those of you who aren't, you know, the bulk of you obviously can't see it. Uh, only a percentage with computers and, uh, and so forth can uh, really get a good look, uh, the one that we're offering right now. But their input to this program is going to be a- of obvious great value because they will have seen with their own eyes. Otherwise, I would imagine this videotape or videotapes are available somehow... Uh, Jose, you make those available to the public, don't you?
2: Yes, and, you know, the Smoking Gun video that I released last year is on hold right now because I'm, I'm now producing uh, Rod's 3. This is going to be the ultimate release on the video. I'm in production right now with it, and I'm workly, uh, working closely with uh, Creighton and with Adrian, who have worked with uh, John Bro. These guys have captured some incredible stuff over here in Reseda. I'm telling you, I was there April 4th, 1999, taping... Uh, you know, using the technique, which... Uh, what is the technique? Why don't you tell everybody? Okay, John Bro developed a technique where you, you shoot into the sun and you hide the sun, um, you know, the sun's corona, with a canopy or something, you know? Yes. And um, these guys have been working closely with them for the last few years, and I was with them, and I swear to God, Art, one of the shots that I sent you that the that people are going to see is a, is a rod that comes from... Inside the apartment where we were at, which is Adrian's apartment, <laughs> and it's a translucent thing, and then it just zips by in two frames, and then I zoom into the lower right corner, and then you can see the uh, little undulation membrane thing, you know, it's illuminated by the sun, and these guys have captured some, some of the most incredible footage. Uh, we're producing, we're co-producing a couple of videos. I'm, I'm doing a Rods 3, which is going to include a lot of their footage, and some of the newer stuff from Mexicali, Mexico, which, you know, the little mariachi dude, and, and then the other little kids that are, uh, have Rods flying by. Uh, but we're, we're also doing a video called Sky Monsters. Which was a Sky, title, that, uh,
0: Sky Monsters. That's, Monster. that's a great title.
2: The Invisible Invasion, and and these guys have not only captured Raj, but they've also captured amoeba-looking craft. They've captured typical UFO stuff. Okay, let me let me stop you for a
0: second. Uh, I'm certainly familiar with John Bros technique of the uh, the edge with the sun. Right. Now, some of what he captured, uh, particularly some very striking photographs, appeared to be machines. Mm-hmm. Is, is there is there any possibility in your mind because there is mine that what appear to be machines
2: are in fact rods well you know a lot of the uh, stuff that they 've been filming um, had a mechanical look to them they, they they've, they've I'm, uh, well, i, I, I know i is...
0: 've seen the photos I, they do look like uh very high performance aircraft of a type that we haven 't built yet is what they look
2: like right, and you know under the cover of the sun they've managed to pick up shots of things that we would not ordinarily see with a naked eye or are uh, filming in regular modes uh, there, there are a lot of things that they're filming that are definitely different than what we would expect to see I
0: mean but some of them could be rods couldn't they
2: oh yeah they've got they've, they've captured an incredible amount of rod stuff that is just totally i mean they have brought out a way to film the undulations of the rods as we would like to look at them scientifically when yes. I see film. And they've done this shooting into the sun and a lot of the stuff they've captured, they've captured a lot of rods and they've also captured an incredible amount of unusual looking craft. And this is why I'm doing a thing with them called Sky Monsters, which is going to deliver... Uh, a look at things that are in disguise that have to be addressed. I mean, there's things flying around us and among us that are of extraordinary... <laughs> there's no doubt
0: about it. I mean, I'm sitting here watching it. it. Now, well, these videotapes, is there anything they can get now? I, I like to let a guest plug whatever he's got. So Okay.
2: Well, here's what I'm doing. Since we're both in production right now, I'd like for everybody just to send me an email uh, at skyfish at Wait, Wait a minute. Help?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down.
2: Skyfish at... Pac Bell P A C Pack Bell B E L L dot net. They can they can find the email by reaching my website. You know the Roswell Rods website. Uh, Right now we're in production on both videos, and they won't be released till the latter part of June, early part of July. All
0: right, so you have nothing to sell right now, but you will.
2: Yes, but I'm telling you right now, these are going to be the coup de grace of UFO videos ever released because we have an enormous amount, an enormous amount of footage that is just going to. totally amaze people.
0: All right. That's uh, skyfish at packbell.net.
2: Exactly.
0: All right. They can email you there. And now, exactly. hopefully everybody's rushing up and watching the streaming video because I really want to get the comments of some of the people who are seeing all of this. It's one of those things that you've got to see. But again, to describe it for the rest of the audience, these are creatures that are here now all around us. How many rods would a person for example expect to see in any general area in other words I'm trying to get a sense or give the audience a sense of how many of these creatures are around us and how close
2: there are hundreds of them I can estimate right now that there are within
0: within what kind of
2: area within the close proximity of your face (laughs) at any given moment at any given moment they are so pervasive in their nature I mean whatever these things are they have managed to exist among us for the last thousands of years or what have you. Um, I have evidence that they've been around 10,000 years ago when the Aborigines were doing cave drawings. I mean, they just... Yeah, I'm uh, sitting
0: here watching a rod underwater right now.
2: Oh, God. That is the most awesome shot. It was shot by National Geographic Explorer, and it was shot in the, uh, the Yucatan Peninsula in an underground cave, underwater cave, and that's the best shot of a rod object that has the undulatory wave fins, as we've always said, This is the way they propel themselves in the skies and underwater. I mean, it's right there. I mean, it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And this tells us that there is a specimen out there for us, you know, to to finally find or capture. Because, you know, I've approached the uh, Los Angeles Museum of Natural History. A lot of scientists, entomologists have always said, well, we need a specimen to work with. Well, that video that you're seeing right now, Art, is proof that there are specimens out there of rods. And it's the most spectacular footage I've ever seen. I mean... It it is proof.
0: I mean, it is proof. Now, to me, the only question is, for example, are they, or do they appear to be intelligent to any degree? And if so, how do you document that in their movement?
2: The intelligence that um, entomologists and, and zoologists have put on them are saying, okay, we feel they're on the level of an intelligence of maybe a bird or an insect or maybe a dolphin. But, um, you know, these things are so incredibly fast, quick-thinking animals, whatever they are. I mean, for something to be able to fly 200 miles an hour, make a snap judgment, and make an immediate U-turn to avoid being captured by a swallow or avoid hitting a human being, I mean, these things must be highly intelligent. They're well, they, intelligent do, they do that. They them.
0: avoid hitting human beings. That's in the video. Yeah. You can see it. Yeah. They chase birds. You yeah. can see that. Or birds chase them. It's, birds, it's chase them. It's birds chase them. Birds chase them, which means a bird sees them. Yeah. And, you know, I've said this before. There's a really... I've got a cute cat thing up on my website right now. We just got up tonight. But I've said this before. How many of you out there who are cat fanciers, as you know I am, have seen your cat chase across the room at seemingly nothing? You know, it's like cat craziness. You know, they're ch- they're making up things in their mind and chasing after them. Well, maybe they're not making up anything. Maybe they're just chasing something they see and we don't. Is well,
2: that? I, I've got to tell you something, Art. You know, the last time I was on your show was last July, July eighteenth last year, seventeenth or eighteenth last year. There was a gentleman out of Pennsylvania that uh, videotaped his cat after you said, you know, cats jump at things. And guess what he caught? He caught a rod that his cat was jumping at. Oh, you're kidding. I have not gotten the footage yet. He says, I've got it on video. I'm going to send it to you. And I've been waiting for it now for about a month. But he says, I have my cat on video in my house
1: (laughs) leaping
2: at a rod. He's got this on video. And you brought that about because... I mean, I wouldn't have thought of filming a cat. I don't own a cat, you know?
0: Well, I do, and Uh, I I watch them all the time chase things that are sort of like cat imaginary objects, and you laugh, and you say, look at that crazy cat. Well, maybe they're not so crazy at all.
2: Exactly, and this guy supposedly has a shot of his cat leaping at a rod, snapping at it with his paws, and this rod just zips by. So I've been waiting on the footage, and believe me, Art, you're going to be the first one to get the copy of that footage once I get it, because... You're the one that brought that out, you
0: know that that, that uh, analysis.
2: Well,
0: I'll be there. You know, I'll be. So, uh, that's that's cool. And uh, no. l- listen now, um, you know, even the rods are new to us, Jose. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, they may have been here for all we know longer than man's walked on Earth, and they may be here when we're gone.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- they're. Here's one of the things. Their metabolic rate, I mean, when I say that, I mean, I'm talking in scientific terms here because I learned these off of some of those zoologists. But they're saying, you know, for a creature to be able to fly or swim through the air as fast as these things go, they're burning up an enormous amount of energy. Yes. And whether they are light-bodied creatures or what, their metabolic rate is so far advanced than any creature or human being on the planet. I mean, they, they said the enzymes that these things may possess may have the secrets, you know, to, to a lot of the cures that, uh, that we need. You know, cures for cancer, heart disease, and things of this nature. They said there's no telling what their enzymes may produce for us.
0: Is for there humans. any scientific way, uh, Jose, for us to pursue them beyond where you have gone? You have the smoking gun evidence mm-hmm. of, of these creatures. They're obviously they're real. Right. But where do we go from here? with this research. If we want to know more about these creatures, what branch of science is supposed to be going for it?
2: Well, I think NASA should go for it, Cornell University, MIT. I mean, National Geographic, I mean, we've approached them for for funding for the expedition. What we want to do is, we've always looked for a place where these things are appearing Daily, and we're guaranteed to capture or or see them on video.
3: Where they're
0: abundant.
2: Abundant. And the cave in Mexico is a habitat for these things. We know they're there all the time.
0: They live in that ca- uh, Live in the cave? Is that fair to say?
2: Yeah. Or they, they exist in the cave for whatever reason it is. They're there all the time. I mean... We've had footage from a cave from five different uh, video production crews that have been there the last five years. And yep, that's in lots.
0: here, too. Would you explain to people exactly what's on that footage if they were to um, draw a mental picture of the whole cave story and just sort of lay it out for us uh, without the video?
2: Okay, here's the best way to put it. Imagine walking up the street, and you come up to a sinkhole. In the middle of the street that is straight down it's a hundred and sixty five foot diameter hole that all of a sudden appeared in the street mm-hmm. and it's sixteen hundred feet deep. That's what the cave that we're talking about. It's a cave that's just a vertical cave, a vertical drop into the earth that's in a remote region in northern Mexico. And these rods are there all the time, day and night. So uh we want to go to the cave, and we, I've been trying to get funding, Art. And, you know, here's, here's one of the things. For the last five years, I've had to struggle with the l- small resources that we had, out-of-pocket expenses and everything else, trying to put together an expedition and get the funding necessary to get the high-speed camera equipment, uh, thermographics, and all the scientific instrumentation we need. In yeah, this to kind to of research costs play. a
0: lot of money, doesn't it?
2: It sure does, yep. yeah. I just don't have the resources, personally. Uh, and we want to go down there and do a scientific controlled study. This is the way to get closer to solving the riddle of this phenomenon. We'd be able to find out what kind of heat traces they li- they, they uh, exhort, uh, what kind of propulsion system they really have, because we'll be able to film with high-speed camera as never before. Uh, and it's been very, very difficult. Nobody wants to... Jump in and help us with this. A National Geographic uh, Society said, well... Why not? They said, it, we only fund expeditions with accredited, you know, professors of universities and things.
0: Oh, and I, 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 I'm, I'm not
2: accredited. Know. I am not accredited. Well, uh, I, I know, am know but, but, but yes,
0: yes, but maybe so, Jose, but once you have presented them with undeniable evidence of the existence of a whole new life form, which is what this is, how can they not go out and find an, an accredited uh, uh, scientist to go with you on this expedition. Well, Isn't it that
2: important? Well, that's the stumbling block we've had, you know, to deal with. And so far, we've already submitted again, and we haven't gotten an answer. And time passes. I mean, well,
0: they're idiots then, because that's, that's the equivalent of NASA suddenly discovering life in a rock from Mars. Uh, it, maybe even more. I mean, it's right here, and these are... Living creatures ex- coexisting with mankind on Earth—that's not a small story, Jose. I know,
2: and believe me, I—I I have exhausted all my resources. I mean, I'm at the point of bankruptcy anymore. I mean, it, it, it's—it's just—it's just gotten to a point where, look, I just can't do anything else anymore. I need the funding to get over there, and—and and I have credible scientists that'll come with us. I mean, and, and make the. Revolutionary discoveries about these things, because I swear to God, Art, these things have a place on our planet and in our history. I mean, whatever these things are, whatever they do, whatever their purpose is, and whatever, however they affect us, is of great importance. We need to find out. I mean, and
0: you don't really know any of that. You you've been able to study rod behavior, rod flight, rod movement. Um, you've proven they exist, but beyond that. We don't know a hell of a lot about them, do we?
2: No. I mean, we don't know how they affect us. We don't know if they're beneficial to us, if they affect us emotionally, if they affect us physically, or, you know, whatever. We just don't know. We don't know what, what, what they are. We don't know what they're doing here, where they came from, what their purpose is. We just know that they are there.
0: And they could either be beneficial or detrimental to us.
2: Exactly. They're a very per- pervasive type of entity that exists among us that is there, and nothing can stop them, as far as we know. You know? I mean, even. All right, if... here's a question
0: Can anything capture one of them? In other words, would it be possible under some circumstance to actually. You would think you could, for example, go to the cave, get a giant metal box. Mm hmm. And capture one, or would it just sail right through the metal box the way it does Earth or the or the water? Well, that's
2: the curious thing about science. I mean, <laughs> yeah, true. That's that's true. Me. you know, we're dealing with an unknown entity, so we don't know what it's going to take to capture one. It's going to be trial and error, just like it's been with video capturing of them. It's been trial and error until we found a way to capture them where it's irrefutable that they exist. So now we have to attempt to capture something that we can barely see with and we're going to have to use traps and different techniques. To All right, to is practice there practice.
0: let me let me ask this. Is there any indication that they exist more frequently around power lines or lights or street lights or Electrical things, or Uh, what do you know?
2: Okay, I've got to tell you something very curious.
0: All right, all right, I'm sorry. Look, I just realized we're at the top of the hour, so uh, it's a good place to hang everybody up. Streaming video, folks, check it out. I've got the Rod's video going on streaming video on my website right now, and I'm going to want you to call if you've seen it. So if you can, go see it. Rod's on streaming video on my program
4: right now. Don
2: and Mike. The morning desk. Now we get to the hot talk. One ah! Catch our bell. Ten p.m. to five a.m. To seven days a week. On hot talk. One and five one. Touch
1: something. It's a that we need so much. The sight of a touch or the
2: scent of a sand, Or the strength of an oak And deep in the ground The wonder of flowers To be covered and then to burst up Through tarmac to the sun again Or to fly to the sun Without burning a wing To lie in the meadow and hear the grass Sing to all these things In our memories all
4: Call. Art Bell from west of the Rockies at 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies at 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at area code 775-727-1222. Or call the Wild Card line at 775-727-1295. To talk with Art on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. And you're sure on a ride
0: tonight. I, As a matter of fact, I think you're witnessing broadcast history tonight. We've got streaming video, which has always enabled you to sort of sit here and look at my talking head and hear me. But tonight, for the first time, a man with incredible claims is presenting incredible evidence right on my streaming video. Along with the radio program, the uh, internet as an adjunct to uh, a radio program, it's probably the clearest, best case of it yet in the history of radio and the internet. So what I'm doing is repeating this. It's about 11 minutes long, and it's showing you, what it's showing you, ladies and gentlemen, is a species of creature that... You can barely see. Most people can't see unless you know to start looking. And after you see this, you sure will. Uh, We're sharing the world. With another creature, a creature that flies, or more likely, as Jose would say, swims through the atmosphere at incredible speeds, perhaps hundreds of miles per hour, and is sharing the planet and the space with us, and they're all around us, they're everywhere. They really are here. Imagine that. Anyway, I'm going to keep running this and again I tell you, when we open up the phone lines which is going to be shortly, probably in the next segment we are going to allow just those of you who have seen the video with your own eyes this night or the pictures on Jose's site to call in so that you can share with the rest of the audience that doesn't have it your impressions of what you're seeing Now I'm beginning to get emails and faxes And so I'll start to fit those into the program, too. It's a non-trivial matter. An entire species all around us sharing the planet with us that we didn't even know about. My friends, I want to tell you about my... A thoroughly non-trivial one with a great deal of visual proof. Rods. Creatures. Monsters. Uh, We really don't know what they are, do we? But we know they're alive and we know they're all around us and we know we share the planet with them and we don't know a lot more but there are some questions um jose i'm going to open the line to people who have seen the video uh... which should be very interesting to me, because that will give the rest of the audience uh, sort of an idea of of how impressive all this is uh... Right. To, to let them react now in the meantime here's one dan from vancouver bc could you ask jose if these rods are mostly seen outdoors or are they, uh, or have they been equally observed indoors? Also, well, let me uh, go ahead and answer that one first.
2: Okay, first of all, they're definitely outdoors, and we've only uh, uncovered footage of them being indoors the last three years. But yeah, they're everywhere. These things are everywhere.
0: All right. Next question: If these rods can achieve speeds. You said, hundreds of miles per hour. One might imagine they even break the sound barrier or might go that fast. Wouldn't we hear a small sonic boom?
2: Yes, we do have sounds of them. Uh, In in the smoking gun evidence video that I released last year, we featured uh, the first rod sounds that were recorded on video, and it's like a snapping sound. So um, it's like a click. Real quick, so there is a sound there. That... There is a sound that they. Oh, play.
0: no, I'm glad I asked. I, I had no idea, I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, all right, here's another one. Hi, Art. I watched the rods video of the 28k connection, and overall, not bad. The rods are indeed clear enough to see. Uh, they look pretty cool the way they fly around people, almost like they're playing. If someone could capture one. That would be awfully cool, too. I I agree with Brian. Thank you, Brian. If somebody could capture one, it would be cool. But in the meantime, he's right. You know, around the people that are seen in the video singing, for example, they seem to be, I'm not sure if playing is the right word, but obviously attracted to that person or what's going on or the sound or something
2: um, well h- here's the thing I, you know we could always cap and say hey maybe they like mariachi music you know yeah. maybe they groove on that kind of thing but that's not the case what, what was happening uh this this footage was shot last august 1998 and i was in Mexicali uh, in april and the producers that filmed the shots that you're seeing there had no idea rods existed course you know until i i did the presentation this last april right and i told him i said look you know i can guarantee if you go home and watch videos that you've taken before you probably catch rods in it and the next day because i had a two-day presentation the next day this one guy came up he says man i was involved in this production of mariachis and charros at this one ranch and there were these things all over the place and let me tell you the, the strange thing about this they had these halogen lights real bright halogen lights, Right, and they said that things kept snapping into the lights, burning up.
0: Insects, usually, right? You yeah, would and you
2: know, you, they said, well, you know, the curious thing about it is, uh, you know, insects usually smell very foul when they burn up.
0: Yes, right.
2: Okay, they said that the stench that they smelled was not <clears throat> sour at all. It smelled like somebody was burning steaks. They said <laughs> it was really weird. They said, look, it's really weird.
0: Rod, rod steaks. <laughs> yeah, it was like
2: somebody was burning <laughs> a steak, you know, making, uh, having a barbecue or something. <clears>
0: oh, <throat> <laughs> uh, Jose, you don't suppose if one were to gather enough rods, one could get a small meal? <laughs>
2: well, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, oh no, vampire rods. I mean, God, you know, what, what, what smells like steak is blood, man.
0: All right, here's another one. Aren't I? Saw the video. Fantastic. The rods look like they are different colors. Is that true?
2: That's true. We have them yellow, green, orange, red. Dark brown, light brown, and white.
0: All right. Here's here's a man who goes on then to ask a couple of pretty interesting questions. If rods are alive, and they sure seem to be, then they must eat something. Is there any indication of what they eat?
2: Okay. This is one of the things that one of the entomologists and biologists was looking at. It says, look, in order for these things to burn, the amount of energy they burn at such high velocities... They've they got to consume, consume energy. Something. They have to consume something. Yes. Okay, so... I don't know. Maybe they eat. Uh, you know, they, they would have to eat something that is palatable to them that would be small enough and light enough that they could just zip in and. and
0: you uh, you I don't guess. Sp- or You don't suppose Jose, there's rod cannibalism, do you?
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, in other words, the there, rod... have
0: you ever caught a video or a, a frame of a rod apparently merging with another
4: rod?
2: We do. We have rods that seem to. Connect and then disconnect. I mean, uh, this happened in Mexicali. I was there. I was filming these things, and it looked like they. But that, that
0: that could be a Rod sexual
2: interlude. Hey, it could be a uh, yeah. It could be a Rod uh, Rod party or something. But you know you know what you're doing, Art. Huh? By presenting Rods live on the radio and visually you're doing the same thing Orson Welles did except we're taking it a step further this is the real stuff
0: yeah it's a real thing
2: this is like War of the Worlds broadcast on radio in real-time video think about it i I am
0: thinking about it it is a first that we're doing you know this one just hit me like minutes before airtime well actually an hour yeah and 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 i called you one hour before and i said can i play the tape on the air because i I can do it
2: it. yeah by all means (laughs) i mean this is like War of the worlds but in real tense i mean this is the real thing that people are seeing it is
0: the real thing now uh, here's another question how big would you judge the largest rod to be, in other words, between the smallest and the largest? Is there a big difference, or uh, uh, have you no way of measuring accurately?
2: Okay, just with the single camera shots that we have, the largest rod we've seen on video is behind the clouds, and most of its torso is covered by the cover of the cloud, and you have the point, the front end and the back end, shining through both sides of the cloud. So this sector must have been at least 200 feet in length.
1: 200
5: feet.
2: Yeah, at least. And traveling at higher velocity, now we're talking about an object that's 200 feet in length and that on two frames of video at 30 frames per second about 2,000 feet above the Earth, traveling at such a velocity that one would have been traveling in thousands of miles per hour as opposed to hundreds. You know, you, uh, if you look at the weight and the, and the length ratio, that sucker must have been going real fast.
0: All right, here's, here's another really good question for you, Jose. I, the, uh, the person writes, it is hard to see in the video, but is it possible with good shots to see, virtually see inside rods? Can you actually look through them? Are they semi-transparent? Do you see any structure within them?
2: Okay, the shot that uh, they see there with the door frame that was taken April 4th over at Adrian's house, that's definitely a rod that's translucent. It's a dark streak.
0: A dark streak.
2: It's a dark streak. It's translucent. You can see the, you know, the top of the door jamb there. But they're definitely translucent. We feel that they are highly translucent. The membrane is translucent. And the way the sun shines on them. Uh, maybe sometimes they're against clouds or the blue sky and they appear dark brown or something, but they're definitely translucent. I mean, it well, gives us an indication of the body. Well, I think what the,
0: the person wants to know is, uh, in other words, are, if we're seeing a creature, then there would be some internal structure. So is there anything like that that you see in, this, in the somewhat translucent ones?
2: Yeah, no, not as yet. We haven't seen the the workings inside them per se, but uh, they definitely are translucent. I mean, we've we've got a lot of shots of rods that you can see right through them they just look like a dark streak and you know and this is where a lot of people a lot of our critics have said why it's just an insect that's streaking across the camera real close to the lens you know and it's causing this artifact but it's not an artifact it's a real thing
0: well yeah it is is. is a real thing here's here's somebody who writes "Uh, uh, hi Art this is William from Portland. The video of the Rods is fantastic. You know, it's weird. Now that I see the tape of them, it brings up memories of seeing these things out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. Since they must be intelligent, it makes me wonder if they have the ability to physically block us uh, from seeing them uh, in normal day-to-day Lives, Or is it just, uh, you know, an artifact of uh, uh, the way they're, they're, their physical existence is that we don't see them? It's, in other words, if they're material things, then like insects, shouldn't we be able to see them normally? And, and we can't, so why not?
2: Well, you should. I mean, people, how many times have you looked for a bumblebee? I mean, you don't see them all the time. You know they exist. You know they're there. But, uh, you know, occasionally you'll see a bumblebee pass by or a June bug or something. Yep. These things maybe you know, one of, the, one of the titles that I had for a video was called Invisible Invasion. I mean, here we are doing our normal day routines, okay? I was sitting in Burbank here one time at a friend's patio, and I see rods all over the place. I'm looking in the sky. People walking in the street, looking at me looking up. They look up. They see nothing. They keep on going about their business. And I'm over here, and I'm going, man, nobody sees what I'm seeing. I mean, it's like an invisible invasion. I mean, if you really look at it, these things... Maybe they don't want to be seen, or maybe they don't care, you know. It's just that we never... Or maybe the very,
0: the very nature of their existence doesn't lend itself to our particular spectrum of vision.
5: Exactly. Now, you know, now
0: here's, here. here's kind of a negative, um, negative fact from Uh-oh. Minnes- Minnesota. Let's deal with it. It says, okay. no offense, Art, but if these things are real... Uh, then why don't we see them around you on the streaming video in other words when I have my cameras going Uh uh, it says with all the real video on major networks why haven't they ever shown up there
2: well they have you know a lot of people have to realize that I mean I I was looking at a golf tournament for example Um, there was rods flying all over the balls that were in the skies okay and I I mean they're there it's just that people don't think about it I mean uh, how can I explain this also, re- streaming video, you know, when you're doing your live video cam, you're, you're not really getting real-time 30 frames per second. No, of course,
0: and I'm not using, uh, well, that's absolutely correct, I'm not.
2: Yeah, so, you know, these things travel in one to two to five frames out of 30 frames per second.
0: So that so, tells you the speed at which they're going.
2: Yeah, so you may not see them. I mean, if, if you're going to train on, on streaming video, I'd suggest stream, uh, you know, train your eyes on your home videos and look at TV. And if you see something that passed by look like an insect, rewind the tape and go frame by frame. If it's an insect, it'll appear as it is. But if it's an elongated thing, you just saw a rod. And I'm I'm seeing rods all the time. I mean, <laughs>
0: I like the way you describe them uh, as swimming in our atmosphere, and that is exactly what it looks like they're doing some some people might say flying but it's more like it is more like swimming isn't it
2: exactly i mean for a long time i said are these things flying or are they swimming they they appear to be swimming through the air as opposed to flying and you know with the undulatory wave fin i don't see how an object could have a membrane like that and fly i mean it just doesn't make sense but if it's if if it has a, a enough of a light body and the membrane is undulating the way it is. Maybe it's adapted to a swimming fashion through the liquid atmosphere.
0: Or could we, could we suggest that this creature, we've got to open our minds and imagine that its physical existence is different than ours. So it may well be that for these creatures, our air, made up of what it is, our air, yeah. is to them like water is to us.
2: Exactly. I mean, that's, that's the only way I can make sense of it. Until we actually catch or find a specimen that we can do tests on, we won't know how they do it. But I guarantee you, now that we saw that underwater footage taken by National Geographic Explorer, there's a specimen of a rod-like object. And I'm not saying it's a rod. I'm just saying it's a rod-like object because I always have to protect my integrity. <laughs> sure. So it's a rod-like object that has all the indications of being the same type of object that we've seen in the skies. And it has an undulatory wave fin that propels it underwater, okay? And these things seem to have been adapted to the liquid of the air, you know, the liquid air that we call the skies, and they swim through it. I mean, they'd have to. They, there's no way any creature could mm. fly that fast and do the maneuvers they do, you know? Blinding speed, I mean, it's amazing.
0: Well, in our traditional understanding of swimming, there's no way a human being can swim as fast as a human being can run through, you know, run down the road through the air. Exactly. Right? So it it, it makes it a little hard to understand that they're able to swim faster than they could fly. Yeah. To our traditional thinking, that wouldn't make sense.
2: I mean, you have have things you have to deal with with air. You have drag. You have... um, um you know, when when you're flying through the air, airplanes have a lot of drag, man. I mean, they have to fight gravity.
0: All right. And yeah. you know, they're
2: flying, so. you're not flying.
0: You're exactly right. Jose, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break. Okay. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to now open the lines, all my lines, to anybody who has seen the video. If you've seen the video and you have questions and you have comments, then I want you to call me right now. Everybody else... This is your chance to get a picture of what people who have actually now seen this think. We're continuing to run it on streaming video, so if you've seen it, call me. If you haven't seen it, just lay back and listen to those who have. Because they're here. They're all around us, everywhere. I'm Art Bell. This is Coast to Coast AM. is my guest. He has presented evidence and is presenting evidence of a life form living all around us right now. A life form sharing the planet with us. It's really rather undeniable. I suggest you get the G2 player. Uh, go up and click on streaming video and take a look for yourself. I am now soliciting calls from those of you who have seen the video, so that you will be able to intelligently exclaim to the audience what it is you think you've seen, and ask intelligent questions. Uh, and you will there therefore, of course, serve the audience uh, with your um, with your own comments and your own questions, since you have seen. So, I'm going to restrict my lines to those who have seen the video or been on Jose's webpage and seen it there. The white LED flashlight. Cast history.
6: You know, I love my credit card.
0: I'll proceed to telephones, and uh, there's a. Uh, well, I guess we are. In one second, Jose. Here's somebody who writes and says, Art, I've reviewed the Rod's uh, uh, video several times, and I'm absolutely baffled. While these objects appear to be actually representing some sort of living, flying organism, I'm a bit skeptical about the authenticity of the rods. I host an outdoor TV show, which is broadcast into 100 million TV households every week, July through March. I'm a a fairly proficient videographer and video editor. I state this... um, uh, so you might know that I'm fully aware that video images can easily be manipulated to appear differently from what they actually had captured on the original video tape. Exactly. So, do you want to respond to that?
2: Sure. Um, I'm an editor too. Okay. And before I even put this out to the public, I need to make you know I needed to make sure that I was not making a you know a, a butt out of me or a but, uh, joke out of me or any especially the public. I mean I'm not going to release stuff out there to try to fool the public. That's is not is,
0: my this opinion. is obviously a fantastic claim, although you are presenting fantastic evidence. Now everybody fantastic. knows you can manufacture evidence.
2: That's true. And you know, one one of the major things that I did in order to disavow any of that type of claim is that I started having other people shoot videos using the protocol that I developed, the sky fishing protocol which guarantees that what you see is what you get and that's where we started getting footage from other sources and this allowed us to prove that look we're not hoaxing this I mean we would not gain anything by you know pulling the wall over the public's eyes uh, editors just like me have come up to me and said how come I didn't see them?" and I said "Well, you just didn't bother to take a real look you know I mean I've had editors that said you know I've seen things but I always, you know, thought they were insects and what. And
0: or film artifacts or, sure. you know, who knows, whatever.
2: Well, that's the way I, I looked at it, too. And believe me, I can tell you what a video artifact is. I can tell you what a glitch is. I can tell you what film and Muslim stains are. These things are doing flight patterns within videos that are taken that are in, from all different angles and viewpoints. I mean, there's no way anyone could fake this, number one. Number one, I'm going to tell you, I am not faking it. It is definitely something that's there. I've had uh, other people that are professionals in the video industry that have looked at the footage and they said, look, this is not a video artifact. We have even done tests using the VX1000 Sony cameras to try to uh, disprove the camera artifact theory that, okay, if a fast-moving object travels at such a high velocity, it will cause a blur even at one 10,000 shutter setting, which is our coup de grace in, in filming rods. Uh, We've proven that uh, I've got it on the website, uh, the CCD test with the Sony VX1000, where uh, even using digital zoom, we shot an arrow into the air, basically, using a crossbow, a 150-pound crossbow that shot an arrow that's uh, 16 inches in length. And what you see is what you get. No matter whether you film 10 feet away, 100 feet away, using digital zoom, what you see is what you get with these camcorders. I mean, they do not lie.
0: Here, here. All right, uh, here's one, uh, and then we'll go to phones. All Our- right. Uh, we have ne- have we ever found any remains of a dead rod?
2: Okay, I think and after seeing the National Geographic Explorer footage of the underwater rod I feel that there is in some laboratory somewhere in some museum archive there's probably a specimen of a dead rod that they've named as an unknown jelly plankton type fish or something uh... The the people that were shooting in Mexicali last August, they had these things that were zapping the lights. They dumped all the carcasses in the sand and crushed them. They thought they were just some kind of weird insect. But they did not know about rods. Okay, so I know there's specimens out there.
0: All right, Jose, let's take a few calls. First time caller line, you're on the air with Art Bell and Jose Escamilla. Hello there. Hi. Hi, where are you?
6: Uh, Susan from the Silicon Forest, otherwise known as Portland, Oregon.
0: Portland, Oregon. All right, Susan. Are you able, have you been able to see what we Oh, were... yeah.
6: Okay. Yeah, I've, I've watched it about six times over.
0: Okay, and, and what are your impressions?
6: Well, first thing is, um, it's interesting to notice that a swallow, a bird, would notice it and chase it around the bush and, you know, fly around chasing it down. Exactly. Okay, now, but the thing is, is... There's a, a, a part of your film footage shows a woman just sitting there, mm-hmm. and this thing is whizzing by. It's at least what an inch or two in length. It's about and four it's inches like, in length. Okay, now if it's whizzing like just an inch or two from her face, and yet she didn't flinch or notice it. Exactly, she did
2: Why now, her is name that? Was, her name was Kathy Hernandez, and this was at a haunted house in San Pedro. She was the focus of a haunting that was going on in this house that she lived in. And
0: that's why they were taping.
2: That's why they were taping. Uh, uh-huh. that, was, that shot was taken by Barry Conrad and Dr. Barry Taff, who you've had on your show. And uh, they uh, thought they were ghosts. That was taken by Barry, Dr. Barry Taff, who you've had on your show. And uh, they uh, thought they were ghost lights at first. And I said, guys, what you filmed were rods, man. You know, so she was seeing these things. Uh, I mean, she didn't see them. uh, They were zipping around her face, and she didn't see it. Yeah.
6: How about the three men, the three uh, Mexican men, the men in the sombrero? Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm looking at it right now as I speak. Yeah. Uh, They didn't see it at all? I mean, I noticed them backing away,
2: but... No, uh, these guys were doing a mariachi extravaganza show, you know, for cable TV there in Mexicali, and they had no idea. They, you know, they passed them off as insects. I was there at that location. We actually set up lights uh, in April, and I could actually see them with the naked eyes zipping by. We caught a lot of them on video. And it was just like they 're so freaking fast, man. How do you catch one of these things? But I huh. saw them there at that same location it 's another habitat i feel
6: well it 's just interesting that that a swallow or a bird would notice it and chase it down
0: or a cat how about a cat
2: and yeah, i 've got, got footage coming from Pennsylvania from a gentleman that uh, videotaped his cat uh, the last time I was on art Bell was last July, and this guy said i 'm going to set up my camera with my cat because he 's always doing crazy things and he sent me an email, so Jose, I caught a rod that my cat was chasing and he couldn't catch it. And I'm still waiting to see the footage. I mean, this is all I've gotten over emails, okay? So until I get the footage and visualize it myself, I really can't present it. But according to this guy, he said, hey, I followed Art's, you know, Art's uh, groove there. I set up the camera, and sure enough, I caught a rod inside the house that my cat was jumping at. So,
6: Hey, Rob, um, uh, Art. Yes? I thought I'd mention that. I wonder if that cat in the garage was chasing one down, because he sure made a wreck.
0: <laughs> oh, wasn't that funny? <laughs>
6: that was really That's hilarious. The I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> we All need right.
2: video to prove it, right?
0: <laughs> That's right. We've yeah, got really. video to prove it.
6: Well, good to see you back on.
0: Thank you, yeah, ma'am. Thanks. Thank T- you. Take care. All right. Uh, here's one for you. Uh, Art, please ask Jose if he's captured one of these creatures on both video and film medium at the same time?
2: Okay, no, we haven't. We want to do that. That's why we want to perform the Rod's Expedition. And Art, as you know, and your listeners should know, film is very expensive to process, and we need a budget. And we do have a budget. So if anyone's out there that says, look, let's get to the bottom of it, I am open, man. You know me, Art. I yes, present I do. it as it is.
0: All right, here's another one then for you, and this is a really good one, too. The question is why haven't we ever seen rods on windshields? You know how when you get a million bugs on your windshield, right? Okay. Well, you, you, here's what I'd offer before you even say anything. Okay. Look, folks, you know on a long trip, you end up with a gazillion bugs smashed on your window, but you also end up with tiny, tiny little streaks of of something, and how do you know that all those little teeny ones are bugs? Maybe they're rods.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you something that happened to us last year. We were, me and uh, Jim Peters and Ken Schwartz, who's the biologist, uh, we were going to an X-Files premiere, the first X-Files episode in Colorado. It had been snowing. It was really cold outside. We were driving, and something hit the windshield. I thought it was a bat or a bird, Okay and it left a trace you know water trace whatever something over and all of a sudden the trace of something hit in the windshield and it was a dark looking thing and it was it was cold outside so we ruled out an insect we thought it was a bird it left a trace that something had hit the windshield but then it vanished i mean it dissipated Hmm. so uh you know we we breathed air on the windshield and we could see traces of something that hit it but there was no blood Uh there was no feathers I mean, who knows? Rods, uh, we don't know what they are, but they don't appear to have blood, do they? No, they don't, as far as I know. And
0: I've seen little
2: tiny white or almost
0: translucent traces on my windshield that I wouldn't have given a second thought to.
2: Yeah, I mean, you automatically think... How do you know what hits your windshield? You don't. You, you I mean, don't. Can you name a species that hits your windshield? You can't. And there's something that hits your windshield sometimes. Oh, no, you're exactly That, right. that is really hard to take off your windshield.
0: Here, here, here. Uh, impossible almost. Wild Card Line, you're on the air with Jose Escamilla and Art Bell. Hi.
2: How you doing?
0: All right, sir. Where are you?
2: I'm in
0: uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Have you seen the Rod's video?
2: Yes, I did. It was fantastic.
0: What, what do you make of it? Do you, you have any...
2: Well, I've done a little... I've always been one to look up in the sky and I'd see uh, images. And I got a video camera about a year ago.
3: And I did an experiment. And I'd film the moon for several hours
2: and go back and slow it down. Right. And I wanted to ask him also... I know there's bats and bugs in the summertime, but I did this during the winter, mm-hmm. and I saw one of these things in my video after I slowed it down. Wow. But it's the only time I've ever seen it. Hmm. What's and that I a- just thought it was, you know, this makes me feel a whole lot better because my friends thought I was nuts. <laughs> well, you know what? Tell your friends you're in the same circle with me, man, and I know I'm a nut. so <laughs> you know. Yeah, the I mean... <laughs> I I I really like your show, Art. You're a fantastic person.
0: Okay, thank you, my hey friend. uh
2: listen. Email me with your address. I'd like to see that video. Okay. I okay. Still got it. All right. All right. All right. Would
0: you. you give out your email address uh, again, please? Okay.
2: Skyfish. That's S K Y F I S H. At packbell.net. P A C B E L L dot net.
0: All right. That's skyfish at
2: pacbell.net. Dot net Right? Right. And maybe. maybe, you can, uh, maybe. You can always uh, tune into the Roswell Rods website and click on there.
0: Yeah, I think anybody, uh, even a scientist, uh, a biologist who would see this video, would have to be intrigued enough to pursue this uh, diligently with funding, with a real study to help you out to move to the next level. Because to expose... An entire species of life that is coexisting with us on the planet is a, is a completely non-trivial story. I mean, this is a really, really big story.
2: Exactly. You know, one of the things that has hurt me, Art, is Roswell Rods. I've connected it with Roswell, New Mexico, and the reason being is in 1996, when I was setting up the website, RODS was taken by a company mm. that sells fishing lines, okay, Rods.com. And I said, well, I discovered them over midway in Roswell, New Mexico, so I'll call them Roswell Rods. And, and, you know, that kind of puts it in the fringe areas. And it kind of has hurt me a little bit in in promoting it to scientists. But uh, the evidence speaks for itself. And I do have a lot of scientists that are very interested in going further with the study. It's just that I have to make the move to bring them to that next level. I mean, they're not going to do it on their own. I mean, it's very hard. And, and, you know, a, a case like this, If if it would have been a typical UFO case where it was a random event, where we had a UFO land and, you know, we've got all that kind of thing, it would be very difficult. But we're talking about something that is as pervasive as any insect or bird in the world, and these things are very real. And it's just been difficult. And I think we will eventually get over the hurdle if somebody's out there that uh, wants to help out. By all means, please, let's do it.
0: All right, all right. Uh, Good. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Jose Escamilla and Art Bell. Hi there.
5: Hey, Art. Hey. Hey, this is uh, Jonathan calling from Austin, Texas. Yes, Jonathan. And, uh, yeah, I have several things. Uh, One, uh, first off, I'd like to... give my thanks to you art for uh all that you do for your listening audience and stuff uh i really appreciate all the information you bring out too yes sir you know, have uh, you uh,
0: have you seen the video
5: uh yes i have and it's uh it's it's a really uh it's a really great video and um uh i had a couple questions for uh for oh, him real quick um let's see one was uh um it seems like a lot of them move pretty fast and uh a lot of times the, you have to slow the video down to really get a good look at, you know, uh, what they are and stuff. And I was wondering if, if you'd be able to, um, um, seeing them like uh, in real life or something, if you'd be able to distinguish that they were actually rods and not just a regular, like. Uh, okay, you know, I, I think the answer.
0: I, I think the answer to that is um, yes, uh, but you'll be able to see them after the video
2: yeah after you know what they look like then you'll be able to distinguish what they look like in real time or with the naked eye I mean with the naked eye it's 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 easy to distinguish them but you can also easily dismiss them as insects and that's been a major uh, hurdle that we've had to try to explain to people is look You've probably seen hundreds of them. You just didn't
0: know, you know. They're obviously anybody yeah. who's looking at the video obviously knows they are not insects. This yeah. is something else entirely. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Art Bell and Jose Escamilla. Hi.
1: This is Fritz from Phoenix. Hi, Fritz. Jose, what a pioneer you are! Single handedly, you're throwing a curveball to the scientific community. They better get their heads out of the sandpla- sandbox and pay attention to your life forms surfing through the atmosphere. It's out standing i 've seen one of your first last footage, and, and you are Prince bringing this to the public. One question mm-hmm. Have you ever tried uh, you or your crew mentally stimulating them, like addressing them, thinking of a mental picture like flying circles, stop me there, fly over to tree, etc uh-huh. like to bring them in?
2: Yes okay, let me tell you something. Uh, my two friends who, who are here with me by the way, Clayton and, and uh, Adrian they 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 know how to bring them in. I mentally, when I was in New Mexico, I created a name for rods scientifically because I was saying, okay, I'm going to approach the scientific community. I'm going to give them a scientific name. So I came up with the name Skyfish, and then uh, I said, okay, I'm going to think of a scientific, you know, connotation, and it's called Cyelum ictos. Cyelum is Latin for sky. Iktos is Greek for fish. And that's the way scientists, you know, give certain specimens names.
0: They like names like that.
2: Yeah. So I was in New Mexico, in, in Placitas, New Mexico, back in 97, and, and I was thinking it. I said, psylomictos, psylomictos, psylomictos. I said it three times mentally, and guess what? I started seeing rods. So maybe there is a way that us humans can relate with creatures. I mean, you know, when when you talk to a bird. You talk to your cat, you're talking to him, but you're, the emotion that you're giving out to your creature is making him, him or her respond. So maybe there is a way, and I know from experience. I was there April 1st, April 4th, with uh, Creighton and Adrian. They were bringing him in, and I swear to God, they brought in some of the most ins- incredible footage. I mean, so I think there is a humanistic... Uh, Emotional value that can be approached in connecting with them. I mean, all creatures and every and all humans on this planet are are, are an emotional uh, consciousness. You know, just like humans. So I think we can definitely connect with them. It's well, just. Um, well, see, they sought
1: you out, so work with them. Maybe we're going to see more of that stuff.
2: Maybe so. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm going my best, man. I'm, I'm Keep doing, up! I, I want to go all the way with it.
1: All right, Fritz. Thanks. thanks. Uh,
0: all the way really means.
2: Let's get to the bottom
0: of it. I mean, if if you actually even went so far as to get a biologist, a scientist to underwrite what appears obvious in the video, and it proves out to be true that we have another species with us, then, you know, that's Nobel Prize uh, territory.
2: That's fine. I've never even
0: thought about it. And a lot of people say, Jose, you should get a Nobel Prize. And I go, oh, man. Well, I no, indeed you should and <laughs> would if, if this were to be proven true. And so that, uh, Jose, should tempt men of academia and science uh, to jump on this. If they're watching this tonight and they don't come to you and say, okay, buddy, let's find out if what what you've got here is for real, mm-hmm. uh then they're ignoring the possibility themselves of a shared Nobel Prize, right?
2: That could be true. And all I ask is, somebody help me,
0: please. (laughs) Hold on, Jose, we'll be right back. Only those of you who have seen the streaming video of The Rods, please call in and tell everybody else what you saw. I'm Art Bell. My guest is Jose Escamilla. And we're talking about something brand new in the world to us, Rods.
7: Guys like fast cars, hot women and cold beer. We couldn't afford 31 cars. Adminably suggested women are a lawyer's freak, uh. so it's got to be beer. When day.
0: On the phone lines, you will do that. Your impressions of what you have seen. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Jose Escamilla. Jose, here's uh, a fax from Bill in Anchorage, Alaska, and I'll just read that and then we'll try to get into the phones uh, more heavily. On rods, art. It's amazing. Almost like something that Leonardo da Vinci would invent. It seems to move like a manta ray with a few more wings. And is that baby quick? Seems that there's a lot of them in the Yucatan Peninsula area. Wasn't that the same place where the asteroid hit a while back? Maybe death and destruction wasn't the only thing that it, the asteroid, brought with it. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> That's what he says at the end. Hmm.
2: Well, you know, Art, you brought up the thing about what if rods are human spirits. Yeah, I did. I mean, one of the first impressions I got early on is I was saying, okay, what are these things? The Native Americans, I have a, a friend of mine, his name is Standing Elk, and he's the, uh, one of the spiritual leaders for the Sioux Nation. He started filming rods back in 1997, May of 97. And spirit had guided him, and he said he went out there and set up his camera in Marty, South Dakota. And he said the elders did a ceremony on rods, and he said, "Here's what they are there are they're, they're things that have come out because of the collapse of the dimension,
0: the uh, you know the,
2: the inter- interdimensional collapse or what have you right. And he said that the white rods, the elders were saying the white rods are like our prayers, the dark rods are like our thoughts." And huh. Huh. red and yellow rods are something else. We don't know what they're doing here. So, you know, there, there's many ways that we could look at what we're dealing with here. Um, all I've been doing is just trying to document it in a logical sense. I mean, well, what is logic, anyway, anymore?
0: Well, I don't know. To, to people know? like us who are just encountering rods for the first time, it's like magic. So I imagine the explanation people would come up with would, be, would reflect their cultural... Background. Uh, you just mentioned the Native Americans, and off the top of my head flew human souls. You know, I mean, who knows? It could be any well, of the... Ab- let, let, let's go back to the phones. These people okay. are waiting. First time caller line, you're on the air with Jose Escamilla. Hi. Uh,
8: good morning, Mr. Bell. Uh,
2: my name is Claire. Hello, Jose. Is this Claire Mix? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. I've got to tell you, Claire has submitted some incredible cartoons. She uh, she's an animator and a cartoonist and a teacher and and she also does a chorus uh, with a group in sacramento and she submitted some cartoons that we have on the website uh claire mixes cartoons on rods and really? aliens and she even drew one of you art she,
0: <laughs> well in the alien category and you
2: know let me tell you something that's really cool is like i said you know um a friend of mine dave allen Said, you know, you ought to do a cartoon on the sky fish that got away, where the guy is sky fishing and this rod is just zipping him through the air, you know, using a rod line. And Claire has come up with some incredible cartoons that we have on the website, and you know, for people that are out there listening, we'd like for you to check them out, man. I mean, she's got a cartoon there about abductions, man. And, you know, Good, our, huh? I bet you didn't know that aliens do not abduct people until after your program is over.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stop
0: it, Jose. Okay. Uh, Claire, um, um, you've seen the Rods video, right? Well,
8: this is the first time. I've only been acquainted with, uh, you know, Jose for a short time. And he's a wonderful man. And he's and he t- completely devoted to this research. This is the first time I have seen any video and the only other guest you've had on the show that's left me shaking was Ed Dames. And literally shaking. I cannot believe the kind of evidence that he has. And it almost leaves me upset that the scientific community isn't grabbing at it. I feel the same
0: way. I mean, the evidence it appears to be irrefutable.
8: Absolutely. Irrefutable. And it just seems like you're sitting on their tushes. Oh well we need a little bit more evidence or whatever but come on this is Nobel Peace Prize winning material here and plus we would like to know what they are why they are uh, you know what they eat you know what is their purpose because the earth and human beings live symbiotically they are the rods have a purpose here whether they were brought here on the back of a comet or asteroid whatever um, they're they're here and they're here for a reason, and I'd like to know personally.
0: So would I. Me too. So would I. We're so uh, busi- busily um, investigating all kinds of things uh, and ignoring what's all around us an entire other life form. Thank you, Claire. Uh, Jose, quickly, mm-hmm. from Reed in Phoenix. Art, I just saw the video on the web. The shots are incredible. It's hard to believe that something the size of these rods are buzzing about us. I have a couple of questions. First. In the shot from the Learning Channel, it appears that a rod travels through a man's head. How is that possible?
2: Oh, no, it doesn't. Uh, it, actually, what happened, when I did the Learning Channel segment, they uh, went off to the Oregon Vortex, which is a, an area where they have an anomaly, a gravitational anomaly. Yes. And people are, are, are rolling a little ball down this plank, and the, and the ball comes back up to them. And... The editor of that particular program, now this is after months after they'd already done the segment on rods, so they, they weren't even looking for rods. And they were shooting with a Beta SP digital camera, which is one of the highest quality camcorders. You bet. You know, broadcast quality, and this rod zipped in. The editor caught it, and he, and he brought the producers in. What, what happens is the rod goes in a semicircle in front of these people that are right there. They didn't even notice it. I mean, it's just right there. So uh, it didn't go through the guy's head. All
0: right. Uh, second, we don't apparently see any shots of more than one rod at a time. Untrue?
2: That's untrue, yes. I've got footage that's going to come out on the on Rods 3 video of multitudes of rods. As a matter of fact, I've got hordes of them coming out of the skies. It looks like it. You've heard the expression, the sky is falling? Sure. These things are actually falling out of the skies. They're just in droves. All right, all right.
0: Are these things solitary creatures for the most part or predatory toward one another?
2: Okay, the only time I've ever heard of them being predatory at all is from a gentleman out of Ohio, and I'm waiting on his footage also. He claims to have a shot of two birds that are flying... And uh, they do have a predatory or protective nature. All right. To like swallow.
0: All right. Uh, Wildcard line, you're on the air with Jose Escamilla and Art Bell. Hi.
2: Hi. Uh, this is Eric. I'm calling from Eau
3: Claire, Wisconsin. Hello, Eric. Hi. Um, I guess uh, it it look does look a lot like uh, fish swimming around in the atmosphere. And I I guess uh, my question was uh, if. Um, we, uh, if there were any um, images of the uh, rods interacting with the atmosphere itself, for example, uh, reacting to wind movement and so forth?
0: Oh, that's, a, that's an awfully good question. Um, he's, he's right, uh, Jose. They would, by nature, be so small or, or have such small amount of mass mm-hmm. that they would be affected, wouldn't they, by wind?
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, we have a a shot from a tornado, one of the most famous tornadoes. It it was the uh, Kansas City tornado that traversed like three states. Oh, it was horrible. And there's rods that go towards the rotation. We've got that on on footage. I just haven't been able to release it because I haven't gotten the rights to license it. But we've got rods going against the tornado. So wind does not affect them.
0: Wow all right uh east of the rockies you're on the air, air with Jose chameleon art bell good morning
9: hello hi uh, my name is posey gilbert i'm calling from brooklyn yeah i've seen the videos they're wonderful and um i've been aware of rod since 19 well actually have you ever heard of trevor james constable oh of course yeah well he spoke about sky critters Wilhelm reich also mm-hmm. spoke about them um when he attracted them with his um cloud buses. but yeah. the point of it is, is i also videotape ufos and I have a website, and I was pu- trying to put up the movies of them, and I couldn't upload the movies because they took up so much memory, so I cut the movies up. Mm-hmm. And then when I cut them up, you know, JPEG, pictures, you know, frame by frame, you see the rods. Wow. They're actually in my pictures also. And I was speaking about these things on, my, um, on the tapes when I was taping them. I used to call them black flashes, black pulses, because you just see them, and poof, they're gone. I would constantly mm-hmm. complain, oh, I just saw a black or a black flash or a black capsule. Right. But I can't, you can never catch them because they're so fast. I know. And, but then I didn't realize that I was catching them on the, actually catching them on the tape. But like you, I was thinking they're bugs. You know, it's a bug. It zooms in. Uh It flies. It's this, it's that. So they are there, but I also yeah, but obvi- to... obviously,
0: sir, on his videotape, the evidence. No, oh, no, no,
9: they're not bugs. I can tell you, they're not bugs. Yeah,
0: obviously they're not.
9: Yes, but the point that you, you said something that see, I, I wrote up a, 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 I wrote about an article in my site called the Knots. I won't go into it here, but I made the connection between these things: the rods mm-hmm. with UFOs, with ghosts, and with human souls. <laughs> and it was just, you just <laughs> made my hair turn whiter than it is when you made the statement about, are these human souls? Sure. Yeah. I mean,
2: how do we know they're not?
9: Oh, but see, the thing... Of we it, don't. That the whole point of it is, is, oh, by the way, the name of my site is Pieces of Enigma. I really wish you'd go there and just read some of the stuff. I have connections to you there, Art All right, right. Well, right you, you,
0: you slid that in. I let you... So away. I have
9: to do it because I want you in particular to go and read this stuff and you also, because I've, I've written both of
2: you about it, and I know it sounds crazy. Okay,
0: all right, well, guys, a lot please, of things, please, look, uh, okay, Jose, you sir, you got it. You got it. it. You, you got please, it. Please, all right.
2: please send me an email with all the other data so that I can check it out, and I do want to stay in touch with it. I want to see your footage.
0: Okay, and again, Jose's email address is skyfish at packbell.net. That's P-A-C-K-B-E-L-L. Exactly. And I
2: welcome anybody that has any materials, any videos out there, or any uh, theories and things, please do email us because, you know, I'm I'm not the... I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm not the real one, but uh, all I'm looking for is enough evidence to compile so that we can make more of a solid case until we do the expedition, but... I welcome any anybody. Please, send me your videos.
0: All right. Uh, as we
2: get evidence.
10: Most
0: well, of the Rockies. You're on there with Jose Escamilla and Art Bell. Good morning.
10: Good morning. This is Robert from Los Angeles. Hi. Hello, Jose. Hey, how you yes. doing? Art Bell. Yeah, I've been following you for a while, Escamilla, there. Uh, all this stuff I really admire, all the work you've done so far.
0: Thank Have you me. seen the video?
10: Yes, it, it is amazing. And I've been um, looking at these things for quite some time in other videos. I've actually rented some and seen some uh, raw videos from other people. Right. And these, they're different type of notice. There's some solid ones, and there's some ones of light, if you've right. noticed. Right. And um, if you do slow them down, I've seen them slow down in the video. If you get set your, uh, set your shutter speed on your camera to this high setting and mm-hmm. point them up and you slow them down, you could stop them, and you could see what they look like. And they look like a silver blimp. And yes. you could actually see they have fins like a fish. And it is a craft, and the ones I've seen were far away, and they are pretty large mm-hmm. in size. But um, let's see here. It's, it's sort of funny. There's, there's one, I remember in a lady in haunted house where they had one flying around and it was like a spirit. So it's, it's, it's sort of confusing if we're sort of mixing a bunch of things all together here. But
2: I know. But, you know, I have to spell it all out because we, we're looking at all aspects of this phenomenon. It is a phenomenon until we can actually identify it. And we've got footage from underwater. We've got footage in the skies. We've got footage in homes. And, you know, we're just trying to identify what this phenomenon really is. I mean, we don't know if it's a a specimen that we can actually capture. I mean, maybe we'll never capture one.
0: Uh, Do you feel... How how certain in your mind do you feel that it's a living thing?
2: I'm... 100,000% 100,000% on it being a living, breathing... Well, they're breathing, careful right?
0: careful on breathing. Yeah. Uh, but living.
2: Living thing. I know it's a living thing. And it, just because of its behavior,
0: I mean... Now, has, I've got to agree from watching. Uh, it's obvious that these things are either chasing or being chased or where they're being chased or where they're chasing.
2: I mean, they're playing around. I mean, that little, the little boy dressed as a mariachi. I mean, this rod just... It's traveling probably about 65, maybe 70, a 100 miles an hour. And the little boy is singing, and he raises his right hand, and the rod narrowly misses him as he goes around his waist. Almost like a bat would uh, get out of the way with a radar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for this thing to be able to travel at such a high velocity and miss hitting his hand, right. how did it know?
0: know? Not, how did it know is right. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air with Jose Escamilla and Art Bell.
2: Yes, this is Linda calling from
8: Houston, Texas. Hey, Linda. And uh, and looking at the video, I saw several different forms, one of which looked like when you shoot an arrow, you know, like the feathers on the back of an arrow, right. kind of undulating. But I saw another form that looked more like a fish, like a fish that you see when you go diving in the Caribbean, like a parrotfish.
2: Uh-huh.
8: So are there different, like different subspecies of these
2: um, rods? I, and, I I think... Yes, I can say plainly that there are different species because of some some of the forms of these things. Some of them have um, a membrane that undulates like six undulations. Some of them have only two big major undulations. I mean, some oh. of them look like um, uh, manta rays, for crying out loud. You know, so oh. I think they are definitely different species, just like anything else. Yeah.
8: It's really reminiscent of, like, if you look through a microscope, you know, at
2: pond water, you can yeah. see lots of different protozoan forms.
0: Actually, that's a very good analogy.
2: Yeah, and that's where the, re- the name Rods came from. Um, my former wife, Karen, came up with the name. She, uh, she, she works as a nurse's assistant, and she was looking at things under the microscope, and she said, hey, they look like Rods. And I go, what are Rods? And she says, well... They are parameciums and bacteria and things that you see under the microscope that have a membrane, and they're called rods. In the, in the medical community, they're called rods. That's where the name came from. No kidding. Yeah.
8: Well, fantastic, and please keep up
11: your work. It's, it's very exciting. I never
8: give up.
0: All right. Uh, thank you very much, Jose. Hold on. We're at the bottom of the hour. Yes, it, it really is very exciting. To see this is to challenge you, uh, if you have the slightest open mind at all, You cannot look at this and not be challenged intellectually to know what it is that is living with us. Again, Jose's uh, email address is skyfish at packbell, P-A-C-K-B-E-L-L dot net. Skyfish at packbell.net. If you have questions or contributions or you can help, then for heaven's sakes, email Jose Escamilla and let him know. Help him cut a pants so we can figure out what we're living with on this planet.
6: I I love you. I love you.
4: On the Premier Radio Network. Exactly what it is. Good morning, everybody. Very interesting. Uh,
0: Rick from Redmond, Washington, listening to the Mighty Coma One Thousand says, "Hey Art, you know, I seem to remember seeing on the old Sightings television program that uh, one of the shuttle astronauts, while doing a spacewalk, had an encounter with one of these rod creatures. It was in, he was actually even able to take a photo of one, and it looked uh, awful." lot like the things that you're showing right now on streaming video. So, there is a question about rods in outer space, and I wonder if Jose has ever heard about this. In a moment, we will ask. There you are, out on the dusty... All right, back now to Jose Escamilla. And um, Jose, are you hanging in there? are oh, you bet. All right. What about uh, Rick here in Web- Redmond, Washington, who talks about the astronaut who saw and not only saw but took a photo of a rod?
2: Okay. Well, that was Story Musgrave.
0: Story Musgrave.
2: Yeah. And uh, in my first Rods video that I ever released back in '94, uh, Rods Mysterious Objects Among Us, I have footage taken by the STS-48 shuttle. That has streaks. They look like rods, and I I would say I would guess to say they are rods because they are rod objects that are zipping into Earth. And this is footage taken by STS forty-eight, and these things are hauling burns, man. I mean, they're zipping in in all different types of angles.
0: I'd like to go back. To I'd like to go back to one. I think one of the first shows that we did, Jose. Ninety-six. And it was ninety-six. Yes, okay. and um there was the TWA disaster. I know. I and then there that. was a still photograph taken by somebody at a party of what appeared to be or seemed to be a, a missile. But uh, it also looked exactly, exactly like a rod. It, yes. was, ta- it was on NBC, uh-huh. and I had it posted for a while, and I said, man, you've got to go look at that. It sure looks like a rod to me.
2: And, you know, that said the heck out of me. I mean... Uh, way back then I I did an extensive research on flight uh, you know TWA flight 800 and I found out that there were five other flights that went down with the same MO there was something that went through the fuselage right above the transponder and didn't leave a trace did not explode upon impact and there was a sound recorded on the voice recorders and I've always wanted to hear that sound because man if these things are crashing jets you know it scared the crap out of me but uh, this was off Long Island, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yes. It... Okay. Yes. yes. Well, we now have footage taken off Long Island Sound of rods entering and emerging out of the ocean. So mm, I think what happened with that NBC photo was they just incidentally captured a rod in the sky. Here's somebody... the jets, another question, you
0: know. <laughs> Here's somebody who I guess couldn't resist writing the following. Simply, Art... These are obviously sperm of the gods.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you think about it, it could be true. Oh, God. Whatever it is, oh, God is right. And, uh, you know, we we have all types of people out there just, you <laughs> know, tuning in. But sperm you know, of could the be, gods. What did I say? Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> um, first time caller line, you're on the air with Jose Escamilla. Hello. Hi, Jose. Got Hello. To
1: come, what, Jose, you there? Yes okay I got a question for you. you say that you see them in the air they can go through water can they go through uh,
2: the earth well we don't I, I used to think they went through the earth okay I you,
0: think it's like you see them hitting the earth
2: it looks like they hit the earth but maybe they're traveling so fast they just skim the top of the of the earth and they zip away I mean okay. it uh, penetrated uh, the fuselage of an airplane well, I, like I said, the TWA thing kind of scared me, you know, uh-huh. what if they do. But we don't have evidence of that. We don't have an actual shot of one going through a jet.
1: Or going. Hey. Have you, do you have a shot of, any, of, of
2: it penetrating anything?
1: Mm. Well, we have like like going shots. going through a person or going through a chair or a guitar? Yeah, or, I
0: answer that one. Then also answer whether you have any shots of a rod going behind anything.
2: Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys an... I, I've been very careful in presenting rods because I I've wanted the scientific community to get with me. But I do have a gray basket. I have a gray basket of videotapes that I can't even explain, and I don't even want to bring those forth. I'm not trying to. All right. Well, the then, then just
0: tell us uh, what do you have well, in that gray basket?
2: Well, like things in there that treatments. I can't explain. I'll put it that way. There uh, okay. There's rod shots that totally just blow me away. Um, I've shown them to Jim Peters, who's a very, very scrutinizing type of individual. You can't BS him. And okay. We
1: just uh,
2: from, from don't what know. I got, we don't know. From what I got from your description, uh, a
1: rod went towards weather, even though it was going against the wind. Yes. So um, if a rod has very little mass, mm-hmm. then the only thing that would allow it to do that would be to be able to go through the uh, void between... The atom parts and molecules. Yeah, I
2: agree with you. I agree 100%. That
1: the only thing that would to do it.
2: That's a good ob- observation. Um, I agree 100%, but we only, only have one thing shot to rod one against a tornadic wind or a right. tornadic cyclone. If I had an overabundance of evidence and video... In,
0: in other words, as a researcher, I understand you're trying to... Anything that is not repeatable in terms of observation uh, and video, you put into your gray basket.
2: Sure, because it will not it will not make sense to any scientific investigation. All right, we have well, in, have...
0: in your gray basket, sorry, Jose, in your gray basket, do you or do you not have shots of rods going behind objects or people? Yes, you do.
2: We have objects that look like a dark cloud, and then all of a sudden, out emerges a rod out of nowhere. That I can explain. Okay But these are Singular instances Where Like I said uh, It's not a repeated Video Of the same type Of phenomenon Behind these things So I cannot present it As a Okay this thing Emerged from out of nowhere As an invisible thing Coming out of nowhere And now it emerges Out of a puff All
0: right Then here's one for you This is from David Who is an opera singer In Las Vegas You will see why He's asking this question An opera singer Okay Jose, what would happen if a person, while yawning, or perhaps singing with their mouth wide open, should inhale and swallow a rod?
2: <laughs> 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 they'll hit the high C. They'll, they'll hit that uh, octave. I mean, my goodness, you know, I'd love video of that one. That's yeah. i
0: Oh Yeah. So you don't have any videos of people swallowing rods?
2: No, not yet.
0: All right, all right.
2: Well... No, never mind. I won't go there. Uh, Wait a minute. What,
0: what do you mean uh, you don't want to go there? Go where?
2: Well, no, 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 no. I'm sure there's videos. No, no, Art, I'm just, it's my nastiness <laughs> coming out
0: here. I don't even <laughs> want to go there. All right, all right. <laughs> wow, Line, you're on the air. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Let's Can start it again. It? I prefer you not give your last name on the air, oh, so yes. we're, we're going to start afresh. Your first name is? Bobby. And you're from Berkeley.
7: Berkeley, California, listening to KSFO.
0: Okay, have you seen
7: the uh, the video? Yes, I've seen the video, and i um, would know, noticed the two different types of rods. And, um, you know, I've shot a lot of video myself, and then last year I went to a, a high school reunion, and, um, you know, I was shooting with a, a Sony DCR PC7, which is a digital video camera, and I was taking video and, and actually uh... Snapping single frames out of it, and you know, I just watched the video and you don't see anything. But as I was taking certain frames out, I actually saw the, this this thing that flew in the screen in four frames, mm-hmm. and so it kind of like came in from the upper right and it came around this person and did this uh, curly Q, uh, you know, and then out the out the video again, and it did it in about four frames. And I'm going. Oh you know I'd listened to to you when um, Jose was on your show a couple of years ago, right, and so um I was looking for this one, and so I saw this thing, and um it looks very mine looks more like a like a six inch white um um uh, firefly just streaking across you know and during, the, during this loop to loop
0: all right, well, uh let's stop here and ask uh let's talk about fireflies and bugs for a second. Do you have video of fireflies and bugs and stuff like that that you're able to present as a control to what you're showing us in this video in other words it would be interesting to see what a bug looks like uh traveling across uh, the path of a uh, a video camera or a something with ver- very fast uh, a very fast uh, a speed.
2: Yes. As a matter of fact, in this next video, Rods 3, and that's the working title. I don't know what to call it after that, but uh, I'm going to present all the different comparisons of rods and typical insects, even dragonflies, because a lot of people, you know, dragonflies travel at 60 miles an hour. So I'm going to present rods and dragonflies in the same sequence. Good. And uh, I'm going through as much of a spectrum of analysis as I can just to present the evidence as it is. In comparison to common things, because I want to show people that we are isolating rods away from commonly known things.
0: Obviously, you've got to do that. You have
2: to do that. That's part of the scientific study. You have to show... What is different in the characteristics of anything that you, you, know, that you investigate? I'm I mean,
0: convinced that anybody who would see this video would understand immediately they are not bugs, but it's just something you should do, and, and you are going to do, obviously. I
2: am going to do that, and this video is going to um, nail it on my head. I mean, I've got to do it as part of the investigation.
0: Okay, from uh, a listener, Hi Art and Jose, this is Woody in San Diego. Amazing video. The only way that I can describe these things are by imagining a stretched-out jellyfish that is then flattened. The undulating, wave-like motions that it uses to move through the air are amazing. I'm also astounded at the size of these things. Now, I expected them to be about the size of a bee at most, Mm -hmm. but these things are big. It's hard to believe that we don't notice them. I've studied environmental science at the University of California, and I'm extremely interested in determining the niche that these creatures fill in our environment.
2: Thank you. Uh, that's one, he, the, one of the best uh, connotations behind this because that's the same feeling we have. You know, uh, the underwater footage taken by National Geographic Explorer was brought to us by a guy named Edward Lopez out of New York who, you know, he, he can't go out sky fishing, but what he does is he watches a lot of TV. And he said, Jose, you'll never believe this. He says, I've got rods flying around gorillas. You know you know the gorillas in the mist thing? Oh, yes. National Geographic. And Adrian was telling me that he, he videotaped a National Geographic thing uh, last week where there are rods all over these gorillas, and they would have been mistaken by insects. And, you know, scientists have to look at it this way. What the heck is it that gorillas flap? You know, they, 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 they're snapping at things that are flying around them. We automatically think they're insects. But you know what, Art? I've looked at this footage, and it's definitely, you can see the insects, you can see the flies, and there's rods flying around them. I mean, this is footage (laughs) taken back in the
0: 80s. So, in other words, you've got footage, old footage at that, of rods and insects together. Exactly. Oh, that's very convincing.
2: Yeah, and that's what's made this case uh, extraordinary, is because I saw insects, dragonflies, birds, and rods on the same sequence
0: early in the your investigation of rods uh, somebody um, from Oregon writes he recalls that you thought rods had been registered as passing through walls through rooms through the earth uh, all of that and you seem to not feel that way now
2: no because uh, you know that was early on it's just like when, you know when you first pick up a rock and you say okay this rock is from Mars and then you find out later that no You can find the same rock in another location down the street. I mean, this is part of the scientific investigation. At first, you have possibilities. And, uh, you know, we're only human. I'm only human. I had all these thoughts, man. I mean, I thought they were going through solid matter. And maybe they are. The thing is, is I had isolated video shots of these things that appeared to go through the ground, mm-hmm. emerge out of the ground, and those were isolated shots. The more and more we've studied this over the last five years, they're traveling so fast that they may make a U-turn that gives us the impression they are or are not. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just part of the part of the deal, man. I, I made a lot of statements back then that, you know, egg on my face, but... uh even then, maybe we'll find out they do. I mean, you know, we, we have to further the investigation.
0: All right. Uh, East of the Rockies, you're on the air with, uh, with Art Bell Hi, and Jose here. Escamilla.
12: This is Dennis from Lexington, Kentucky. How you doing, Dennis? Hi, pretty good. Um, when I saw the video, I had a real hard time convincing myself that that's a living, you know, biological being. But what most came to mind when I thought was a vibrating string, like from the area of physics,
0: Oh uh, look. <laughs> uh it could it could be uh there is the string theory that, that I think you probably know about Jose. Oh yes, by all means. That theoretical physicists are talking a lot about and
12: maybe this guy is right. My god, they could be strings. Right, and you know if there's a few inches long to a couple miles, you know there could be microscopic and we could be living in a sea of these rods and they could be, you know, like us as strings are to the uh atomic. Control. You know, you're
0: absolutely right, caller, but is is look. Is there any doubt in your mind after seeing the video that we are dealing with a phenomenon that we don't begin to understand? Oh, absolutely. But it's absolutely real.
12: And and I try to figure out, well, why would they behave like they do? They seem to come toward living creatures, but then they don't run into them. And maybe they are attracted to, like, the electromagnetic uh, forces put off by living things, but yet repelled when they come in close proximity to matter. So that might be one explanation for that. The behavior they seem to exhibit
4: that's interesting
12: Yes, yeah, yeah. so i just
2: thought i wanted to throw that in and and uh, let's talk about that well that's definitely interesting and you know we don't know their nature all right we feel it's some kind of a biological entity of some kind or a life form we just do not know their nature we don't know what attracts them i mean we've got footage from sweden taken back in 1989 before i even found rods on videos taken by the military in Sweden where they're shooting uh the, these tanks are shooting these shells, rapid firing tanks. And we we have footage of these rods that seem to chase the shells. Okay? Mm-hmm. After they're shot by the tanks. So you know, maybe they're attracted to low you know, lower sound frequencies, maybe they're I know they're attracted to lights because they were zapped in Mexicali, you know? So like you we, say, we, we don't study I'm sorry? And like you say, we need we need to study them further. Yeah. Yeah, I, in
0: other words, the evidence is so strong in this video that it does demand... It absolutely demands study.
2: It demands scientific study. Where are they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what the heck are we dealing with here,
0: you know? All right. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Jose Escamilla. Hi.
1: Yes, hello? Hello. Hi. This is Bud Z from
7: uh, Potland, Oregon. Hello, Bud. And, uh, I just wanted to comment... Uh, that was for that was for Willie anyways um, they seem do they seem to have an intelligence to them That's the
0: point that you know uh, Jose, you're welcome to try the answer. I asked it earlier. It seems hard to answer. How do you ascribe a, a, intelligence to movement that you can't
2: well you know uh, when we're talking about intelligence, what do we mean? I mean do we mean uh, is it intelligent in a form that it can foresee? the next movement that we're going to do. Uh, Assuredly, when it goes to the little boy in in Mexicali, and that's the first shot we've ever taken of a rod that goes around a person, it anticipated, it must have anticipated the movement of the little boy's right hand as it went up because this rod went so close to his waist and missed hitting his hand. I mean, it was right there. If it would have been there a second or two Earlier, it would have collided with his right hand. So there must be some kind of intelligence for it to be able to maneuver as fast as it was going yeah. and, and in an instant know that the hand was going to move. I mean, I, I don't know how to look at it. I All mean, right,
0: again, folks, right, um, right now we're asking that you email Jose Escamilla, and you can do so at skyfish at pack Bell. P-A-C-K-B-E-L-L.
2: I have to correct you. It's P A C D E L L. Oh, it is. Yeah, P A C. Oh boy. Like Pacific Bell. PAC No, no K. In. No K in there. No K in there. Oh
0: man. Skyfish uh, at Pack Bell. That's P A C B E L L. Dot net. Right. Jose, why didn't you correct me earlier?
2: Well, we went to commercial break.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But it's
2: okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get through. We'll get through this.
0: All right. Skyfish at P A C B E L L dot net. Also, there's a lot of people out
2: there going, idiot. I already sent my no, email. No, no, Art. This is only the second time you said it. So we're cool.
0: We're cool. All right. right. <laughs> Wildcard line, you're on the air with Jose Escamilla.
3: Hi. Good evening, Art. Good evening, Jose. Good evening. Uh, Jose, you're talking about uh, some very high speed manoeuvrings, and it's it's difficult for us to consider those kind of things without us thinking in terms of technology. Um, but in an organic sense, a cheetah gets moving at 80 miles an hour, right. and it's chasing down a prey, right. and it moves with every hair of that animal with every little movement nuance of movement and it makes its response within a split second Mm -hmm. now that's doing just about 80 miles an hour Uh, it's quite possible that these things because they're in a normal normal environment where they're moving at these incredible speeds that it's natural for them to make those kind of adjustments to be able to move around uh, a boy's hand just as he starts to to move it imperceptibly to us but Something that's operating at that kind of a speed, it seemed like here's something
2: coming into its way. Well, you know, in the video that you're seeing, in the 11 minutes, I purposely put a swallow that takes chase after a base jumper, one of the guys that's jumping into the cave. Right. Now, these base jumpers reach terminal velocity. Once they jump in free fall, they're reaching 95 miles per hour, terminal velocity. Right. And here you have a swallow that goes from zero miles per hour from its nest, flies towards the jumper and tries to peck it you know peck him on his foot from 0 to 95 within seconds so that just shows the agility and the speed of this type of bird and then the next sequence is a swallow that chases a rod it it is true it is it's you can
0: see a swallow chasing a rod It's, it's just amazing folks and again Please excuse me for screwing it up. Jose Escamilla's email address is Skyfish at PacBell. That's P-A-C-B-E-L-L.net. I'm Art Bell. This is Coast to Coast AM. <laughs>
7: Guys like fast cars, hot women, and cold beer. We couldn't afford 31 cars, and when we suggested women, not a lawyer's free, so it's gotta be beer. Win a keggy a day in May. Hot Talk 1051. Budweiser and Spirits Plus are giving away a keggy
2: a day in May. Have a party on us. Each day we give away four keggies, so you have 124 chances to win. Hot Talk 1051. Keggy a day in May. From Budweiser
1: and Spirits Plus. The purchase necessary must be 21 or over. Refundable plaza required for keggy and tapper pure provided by Nevada. A beverage company, Anheuser-Busch beers, complete rose available, Hot Talk Studios.
0: Be listening for Robert Seidel weekends on Hot Talk 1051. The Legal Advisor Show. A call-in, question-and-answer show about legal problems runs 9.30 to 10.30 on Saturday. And Personal Power on Sundays 9 to 10. Personal Power shows you how to unleash the power within. It's Robert Seidel weekends on Hot Talk 105.1.
4: Are you nervous or at a loss for words when speaking in front of a small or large group?
6: Do you fail to close sales because your presentation is sloppy?
4: In just a moment, we're going to give you the phone number of a
10: local nonprofit club you can join to improve your speaking skills.
6: Would you be willing to spend a little time each week becoming a better communicator and leader?
10: Would you like to join a
4: club full of motivated professionals and business owners? Call 702 247 7534.
6: That's 702 247 7534.
4: Call for more information about the Free Toasters Club.
10: Free Toasters is affiliated with Toastmasters International, the world's leading
4: organization devoted to the improvement of your communication and leadership skills. Free Toasters meets every Thursday morning at 7.30 for just one hour.
6: Call 702-247-7534.
4: You can also get more information about Toastmasters International on the web. You'll find us at www.toastmasters.org. You're looking
1: for a Talk. Tell your pacemaker.
0: Hot Talk
4: 1051, TV, TV, FM, Las Vegas. USA Radio Network News, I'm Jason Walker. It's been called Very Scary. California Congressman Christopher Cox says China has been spying on America for decades. These
1: thefts began in the late 1970s continued during the 1980s and 90s and significantly our report concludes it is exceptionally likely that that penetration of our US national weapons laboratories continues to this very day.
4: The report on Chinese espionage concludes Beijing could soon have a warhead based on stolen American secrets. Energy Secretary Bill Richardson is warning against sensationalizing the report and says the spying is under control.
1: I can assure the American people that their nuclear secrets are now safe at the labs.
4: President Clinton says he uh, adds that the uh, Chinese and U.S. cooperation has made great strides in
0: reducing tension and improving security. I strongly believe that our continuing engagement
1: with China has produced benefits for our national security. For example, China's decision to sign the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty substantially reduces its
4: ability to develop new nuclear weapons. And Beijing's reaction? A spokesman for the foreign ministry says the report is designed to incite anti-China sentiment following the recent bombing of the Chinese embassy in Belgrade. This is USA Radio
1: News just have dandruff. I suffer from serious dandruff. And when that itching hits, I look like a snowfall in Vermont. So I want something I know works. Denorex with Express Relief. It goes to work so fast I can feel it tingle. In the time it takes to shower, the tingle relieves my itching. And I know it's getting rid of my flakes. So I can get on with my day without looking like a walking blizzard. Denorex Express Relief. So fast you can feel it tingle. Use only as directed. Hey, you. Yeah, you in your office. You're twisting and squirming, can't get comfortable in your seat. Repeat after me. I should have used Preparation H. If you had used it at the first sign of discomfort, you wouldn't
8: be suffering now.
4: of Dreamland with Linda Moulton Howe. To call Linda from East of the Rockies, dial 1-800-825-5033. West of the Rockies, 1-800-618-8255. Now, filling in for Art Bell, here's Linda Moulton Howe. Hi,
13: everyone. This is Dreamland. I'm Linda Moulton Howe, and with me is Dr. Giles Carter, Professor Emeritus of Chemistry at Eastern Michigan University, Ypsilanti, and we are ready to take phone calls. First-time callers, the number is 775-727-1222, and for you on the wild card, that's 775 775- 727-1295. And we are ready to take a first call from Emma in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Hello.
11: Greetings. <laughs>
5: as, a, as a former Michigander.
13: Hello. Have you got a question? We'll take one question before we go to another break. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. yes.
11: I must have a little cross with the radio here. Uh, Yes, I watched a program on the Learning Channel uh, just this last month, and uh, I didn't get a chance to hear all of your program, although I've caught most of it. And I wondered if uh, you had mentioned anything about uh, Dr. Harry Gove, who is the inventor of the modern technique of carbon dating, um, who mentioned that a doctor... Uh, Garza Valdez, I believe, in 1996, who is a microbiologist, he discovered a bioplastic coating caused from uh, bacterial contamination on ancient cloths, and he was allowed to test a few threads of the shroud, and he found enough of this bioplastic contamination on there to significantly uh, deter, uh, you know, an accurate carbon dating on it.
13: That's right. And, uh, Dr. Carter, why don't you give uh, just a brief comment on that? We'll go to a break, and then we'll come back for more calls.